This is Cody Ray Miller, and you're listening to the Dude Fuel Podcast. Well, hello, hello, and welcome to the Dude Fuel Podcast. As promised, today I want to talk about course correcting when you're working toward your goals. Now, if you did not listen to the previous podcast, you can certainly pause this one and go back to yesterday's podcast if you want to hear the message for yourself. But if not, here's a quick recap. We were at a conference and I wanted to share with you all, and I shared with you last podcast, the best nugget of truth, of wisdom that was shared. And it was simply that you should rather be a person who executes on a crappy plan than somebody who is constantly planning the perfect plan but never actually does anything. Okay, so that was the message. It would be better for you to execute on a subpar plan, to execute on a plan that really is not very good at all than for you to constantly be working on the perfect plan or a better plan or, you know, this designer, you know, tailor-made plan for yourself, but never actually end up doing anything. So today what I wanted to talk about is course correcting, okay? I mentioned this yesterday that some people think, well, as I'm going through working my plan, why can't I be changing my plan on the fly? I mean, isn't there a time and a place to call an audible, right? Uh, I love football. If you're not familiar uh, with what I'm talking about here with an audible, in football, when uh, the football players get up, they get set. This is American football, not soccer. When the American football players get up to the line and they get set, the quarterback can take a look at what the defense is doing. And if it looks like the defense is doing something that is not going to allow his existing plan, the existing play, to work well, then the quarterback can call an audible. And, you know, these audibles, memorize, he'll shout something out, you know, that means something to the offense, and they'll reconfigure on the fly because the quarterback's not liking what he's seeing from the defense, the obstacles that are in front of him um, that the team is facing. So this is calling an audible. And yes, there's a time and a place to call an audible, but here's the thing. I shared yesterday, and I stand by the fact that for most people, having a 30-day, 60-day, or best, a 90-day action plan and sticking with it for 30, 60, 90 days is, is really probably best for most people in most situations. Now, the reason for that is because you need sufficient time in order to see how that plan is going to play out. And if you're constantly course correcting and you're constantly calling audibles, so to speak, then you never really get to see how that original game plan actually was going to play out. So, you see, Sometimes it takes time to see results with what we're doing, okay? It, it rarely happens instantaneously, okay, or overnight. But usually there's a bit of lag time. So you need to give your plan a bit of this lag time. That's why executing on a plan that you've made for 30 or 60 or 90 days is best without making any corrections. Now, some people would say, if I start doing something and three days in, it is failing miserably, well, I've got to change something. I've got to make a change. Okay. I understand where you're coming from, but listen, how do you really know that the plan is failing? You say, well, I'm not seeing the results that I want to see. Okay. 
how do you know that there's not a significant lag time in place such that you need to continue working that plan for a little bit longer? Okay, you, the answer is you don't. Now, we really want to cap our action plans at 90 days because anything longer than that, if we're working and we're not seeing results, at that point, it really does seem to be an exercise in futility. Is it possible that you just need to continue working that plan and that you'll start to see results 120 or 150 days later? Yes, it is possible. However, experience tells me that this is unlikely. The best thing to do at that point is to make an adjustment and to reevaluate what it is that you're doing uh, and perhaps make some adjustments to your plan, okay? But you need time in order to see what's really happening. Uh, this is absolutely the case when we do science and in scientific studies. So one of the courses that I taught last year, uh, I'm a public high school science teacher um, during the day and I do podcasts in my home business at night. But my day job is a, a public high school educator. So one of the classes that I taught last year was scientific research and design. It was a junior, senior, you know, upper level elective for a science credit. And one of the things that I tried to get my students to understand was how very particular the scientific method really is. That so many people throw around this word saying that they're doing science, but they're not really upholding or, or holding to um, the standards of scientific research. So one of the things in scientific research is that you can't have too many variables being adjusted at the same time. If you want to see, for example, if a particular supplement helps people to sleep, uh, you know, better, better sleep quality, okay, then what you're measuring, the sleep quality, has to be isolated as a variable. In other words, scientists wouldn't do a study trying to um, see the effects of a supplement on sleep quality and also, you know, uh, see if that supplement could also help with anxiety, um, to also see if it could help with narcolepsy, to also see if it could help with insomnia. You know, there, when there's so many variables like that, um, it's really hard to know what is being affected and how it's being affected. And of course, you have the added cost as well of, you know, monitoring and tracking all of those variables, okay? So that may not be the best example, but I, I hope you understood the point. The point is that when you do scientific research, you isolate your variables. Now, you want to isolate your variables in your plan. And so if you're constantly changing the plan and then all of a sudden something works, you think, oh, well, the thing that I just did is what worked. Well, not necessarily, right? Because think about your health. It's like you eat a bowl of broccoli today, but you don't immediately lose weight. You don't immediately uh, see any sort of benefit to your body. It takes time for that to process. This is what I'm talking about, the lag time, right? So, you know, let's say that you, you know, ate a bowl of broccoli <laughs> one day. Uh, this is gonna be a really rudimentary example, but just go here with me. Let's say that you ate a bowl of broccoli one day and the next day you ate a whole pizza. Well, that next day you're like, wow, my weight is down. My weight's down by like a half pound. Amazing. Must have been that pizza, right? 
<laughs> you see, this is when we can get confused about what actually caused something to take place. Cause and effect is very difficult to pin down. So you need a level of consistency where you're working your plan without changing or modifying the variables to see how it's gonna work. Okay, do that for 30, 60, no more than 90 days, and then reevaluate. How are things going? Are you close to achieving your goal or have you moved off track? You know, 90 days is just not a long amount of time. And I know that I'm getting older when I'm starting to see how short a year is. I mean, I remember when I was younger, a year seemed like this huge amount of time. And in fact, when I started doing this podcast here at the start of 2019, um, I still felt a little bit like a year was a big commitment when I said I was going to do a podcast episode every single day this year. But man, I, I get up in it and I'm like, oh my gosh, we're more than halfway through and it really doesn't seem like it has been that long. So let me just give you that perspective here, okay? 90 days is really not a very long stretch of time. But if it does seem like an unmanageably long stretch, then go for 60, or if you're really concerned, go for 30 days. But, you know, anything shorter than 30 days, and, and you're just, you're unlikely to be able to see for sure if your plan is actually working. So why shouldn't we course correct as we're going? Why shouldn't we change our plan as we're working it? It's because it doesn't give us the ability to actually track and actually see what is working and what's not working. And we desperately need to know what's working and what's not working uh, because that tells us what to keep doing or what to stop doing. And we can get confused sometimes if we are changing all of these variables all the time, if we're calling an audible, okay? We can sometimes get confused about what caused something to happen and we can lock on to the wrong thing and that can be a 30 day 60 day 90 day setback okay so your time is precious and your time is valuable use it wisely come up with a plan to achieve your goal and work that plan for 90 days that's my best recommendation 90 days without changing anything and at the end of that quarter of a year evaluate your progress, evaluate your results, and see if you then need to make a change. You'll be better for it, you'll be wiser for it, you'll have a better handle and, and, and a better lot, lot of experience, a better um, a portion of experience to draw on, rather than constantly changing from day to day or from week to week, uh, you know, then it's like the target's not really moving, but you're jumping around. It makes it a lot harder to hit that, that target as well. So as always, this podcast is dedicated to you and to your success. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Cody Ray Miller, and I look forward to sharing uh, something else with you tomorrow that's inspirational, motivational, or thought-provoking that helps you get to your next level life. Thank you so much for listening.